good to um, pray with me as we prepare to look into the treasures of God's word together. Most gracious and eternal Father, again, we come before your presence and we are grateful to you for these shared moments together. Grateful for the opportunity to worship you in spirit and in truth with our brothers and sisters. Grateful for your goodness toward us. Grateful for your word. We pray now, as we look into the treasures of your word, that you will open our eyes to behold wondrous things from your truth. Our ears, that we may hear your truth. Our minds, that we may comprehend and understand the truth of your word. But most importantly, open our hearts, that we may receive what meekness your word, which is able to save our souls, evangelize every sinner, edify and energize your church, exalt your glorious name. Speak, Lord, for we, your servants, we are listening. It is in the mighty, magnificent, majestic, matchless name that's above every name. In the name of Jesus, we pray. All believers say amen. Amen. You have your copy of God's word tonight. You have it on your phone or iPad. If you would turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter 3. 1 Samuel chapter 3. And I want to look at the first 10 verses of this passage tonight. 1 Samuel chapter 3 verses 1 through 10. When you have found it in your Bibles, in your copy of the sacred text, if you would stand with us as I read the text aloud. 1 Samuel chapter 3, beginning with verse 1, resting at verse 10, and I'm reading tonight from the English Standard Version. And the Bible says this, Now the boy Samuel was ministering to the Lord in the presence of Eli. And the word of the Lord was rare in those days, and there was no frequent vision. And at that time, Eli, whose eyesight had begun to grow dim Uh so that he could not see, Mm -hmm. was lying down in his own place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying in the temple of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel, and he said, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call. Lie down again. So he went and lay down. And the Lord called again Samuel. And Samuel arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. But he said, I did not call my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. And the word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. Mm -hmm. He arose and went to Eli and said, here I am for you called me. Then Eli perceived that the Lord was calling the boy. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, you shall say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lie down in his place. And the Lord came and stood calling as at other times. Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, speak for your servant hears. Hears. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the oh, Lord. The Bible says in verse 8, Eli perceived 
that the Lord was calling the boy. Amen. That's right. For a few moments, I want to talk from this thought. God is trying to tell you something. Amen. God is trying to tell you something. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, Remember your Creator in the days of your youth. The Bible tells us why we ought to remember our creator before the evil days draw nigh. Because there is no doubt that in every life some rain will fall. Amen. That's right. That's right. That you and I will have our share of stormy days. Life is just hard. It is it's difficult. And sometimes we live under this naivety that life is easy and if I know the Lord that all of the storms of life will somehow pass me over uh-huh. All right. but life is hard it's hard even when you believe Amen. I had a conversation a few days ago and said I just don't know how anybody can handle life without God because in times like these yeah. You need an anchor. Amen. In times like these, you, you need the Bible. In times like these, you need to be very sure yeah. that your anchor holds and grips the solid rock. So the Bible tells us we ought to remember our creator while we are young because there are some beautiful blessings that come along with having submitted your life to God at an early age. There are some things that you can avoid if you give your life to God at an early age. There are some pitfalls that you can skip around if you give your life to God at an early age. There are some wear and tear on your body physically. As well as on your mind mentally. As well as on your spirit emotionally. If you give your life to God at an early age. Somebody here tonight can testify. That now that I'm on the Lord's side. And I've experienced his peace. Now that I'm on the Lord's side. I've experienced his joy. I've experienced him this presence. I've experienced the contentment. I've experienced the comfort that he brings. I wish I had given my life to God many years ago. There's something beautiful about a life that's submitted to God at an early age. And when we think about the prophet Samuel, He's a peculiar person in scripture. Yes, he is. He's known as the prophet because we does become one of the greatest prophets in Israel's history. He anoints the first king of Israel. He anoints the greatest king of Israel. He becomes their spiritual counsel. He's the one who speaks truth 
to power. He's the Amen. transitional prophet that leads us out of the age of the judges into right. the period of the monarchy. He Amen. does great things for the Lord. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We oftentimes see him in our mind as this old, long-bearded man. That's carrying a cane. We we see him as this wise man who's been through um, the rough side of the mountain. And he's wise because of his years of experience. We have a snapshot of him that we only see him as an elder statesman. Yeah, come on, come on. But his life is lived out in the pages of redemptive history. And when we first meet Samuel, he's not an old man. Uh He's not gray head. Uh He does not have a cane. He's not even a prophet. When we first meet him, he's just a boy hanging around the church. That's all he's doing. He's just hanging around the church. He's just hanging around the temple. Because Samuel's mother, Hannah, Mm -hmm. is barren. She's unable to have children. She's living during a time where many times a woman's worth was determined by her ability to bear a child. And so Hannah goes to the Lord and says, Lord, I want to have a son. Uh And she makes the Lord a promise. She says, if you give me a son, I'm going to give him back to you. There's some wisdom in that, my brothers and sisters. Because many of us have been blessed with numerous children. Many of us have been blessed with a great lineage. And we don't recognize that children are gifts that come from God. They are blessings that God gives regardless of what happened between you and the other parent. Regardless of whether the relationship lasted. Regardless of whether it was the time that you had planned to have a child or not. When God blesses you with a child, it is a blessing from God. And the best way you can appreciate the gift that God has given you is not beat that child down. Don't call them hard-headed. Stop saying you just like your daddy. You just like your mama. You can't do this and you ought not do this. And I wish you would get yourself together. Recognize that there are blessings that come from God. And say, God, you gave them to me. And I want to give them back to you. Amen. Amen. She gave them back. This is Proverbs 22, 6. It says, train up a child in the way that she or she should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Hannah, she raises him up. And once he gets to the place where he no longer needs his mother's nurture, once he gets to a place where he has some form of independence, she takes him to the church. She says, I want y'all to look after this boy. Train this boy. Amen. And so Eli takes Samuel in yeah. and he becomes an attendant in the temple. Yes, he does. And one night while Samuel is sleeping, mm-hmm. he hears his name. Yeah. He knows that no one is in the room. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
but him and Eli. Amen. Amen. He knows that there's no one else in the temple. And so when she hears his name, he gets up, he runs to Eli's room and says, yes, right. here I am. Mm -hmm. Eli says, I didn't call you. Go, go back to sleep. And then a few moments later, he hears his name again. again. He jumps up, runs back into the room. And he says, here I am. What do you want? Amen. All right. And Eli says, I didn't call you. Uh -huh. Just go on and lay down. Be quiet. Go to sleep. Yes, sir. Come on. Then another time, mm -hmm. he says, Samuel hears his name. Uh -huh. Goes out looking for Eli. Says, here I am. Eli says, it's not me. I'm not calling you. And finally, uh -huh. Eli proceeds Go ahead. that the Lord must be charling the boy. Amen. That's right. Can I just stop here and say something really quickly to the parents? Yeah. The sad thing in the text is Eli has gotten so far away from God. That's right. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Eli has gotten his heart has gotten pulled so far away. He's in the temple, but his heart is not submitted to God because Eli has some other boys who, who was trying to do their thing and take advantage of being the privilege of the high priest's son. And instead of Eli correcting his boys, he tried to let them get by. And as a result of that, God began to remove himself from Eli. Here's the sad thing, church. Eli used to hear God's voice. That's right. Used to. Used to watch. Are y'all in here tonight? Eli used to hear God for himself. Eli used to have that intimate experience with God himself. But it's been so long that it takes three times for Samuel to come in before he gets the idea that maybe God is trying to tell the boy something. Yes, I remember what that was like. I, I remember what it was like to hear somebody here tonight is saying, I remember what it was like to have God speak to me in an intimate way. I, I remember what it was like when, when I could feel the presence of Amen. God. I, I remember what it was like when, when God used to come and, and talk to me late in the midnight hour. I remember what it was like to get divine mail from God. Amen. Amen. He says, you know, here's what you do. Go and the next time you hear the voice, Say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears you. Amen. Uh, it is not just coincidence tonight that God speaks to this young man. Because, uh -huh. uh -huh. see, contrary to popular opinion, God does not just run his mouth just to run his mouth. Some people... Act like God just talks to them all the time. Every time you see him, God got a word for you. You see him at the post office. And you know what? Ooh, 
I feel it down in my spirit. God wants me to tell you something. But contrary to popular opinion, God does not just run off his mouth because he does not have anybody to talk to. And not only that, God is not talking to anybody. Y'all don't hear me tonight. God is not just talking to anybody. Can I just suggest to you that God speaking to you has nothing to do with your position? No, it doesn't. Has nothing to do with your title? Amen. Has nothing to do with how long you've been in church? Has nothing to do with your age? Has nothing to do with your gender? God does not have a respect of persons. God will speak to you when you are qualified to hear from him. Amen. You're right, Washburn. You so, so what did the young boy have right that the old man had wrong? Are y'all in here tonight? What, what is it that, 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 that this young boy, this lad, this adolescent, what, what was it about him that God spoke to him? But God was no longer speaking to the senior statesman. Hold on. What is it that God is speaking to um, uh, the young crusader? Uh-huh. Come on, dog. But he's not speaking to the pastor. Uh-huh. What is it that God is speaking um, to the sunbeam, but he's not speaking to the mother of the church. Uh-huh. Oh, preach, preach. I'm trying my best. Because, see, we sometimes think that God would speak based on seniority. Uh-uh. But there's something going on in this young man's life that causes him to be qualified for God to interrupt his sleep. Amen. Preach, and call his name. Preach, Let me tell you what it is. Young people hear me good. Because God is trying to tell you something. If you will meet the qualifications that are necessary to hear from God. It's in the text two things that I go home. Number one, he is serving God with a genuine heart. The Bible says that he is ministering to the Lord. I love that. The Bible says he is ministering to the Lord. He doesn't have a ministry license. But he is ministering to the Lord. He doesn't have an ordination certificate, but uh-huh. he is ministering to the Lord. He, he hasn't even got past grade school yet, but he is ministering to the Lord. Uh, see, we like to minister to folk. That's right. I'm preaching better than y'all shouting right now. We, we like to minister to folk. But our problem is we don't minister to the Lord. Uh-huh. Yeah. Come on now. Amen. Let me argue my point so you can get it. Amen. We sing to folk. Tell it. That's right. But we don't sing to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Uh-huh. We pray to folk. Amen. But we don't pray to the Lord. 
We preach for folk. But we don't preach for the Lord. We serve for folks. But we don't serve for the Lord. And Samuel is spending every day of his life in the temple ministry to God. Amen. I don't need anybody to pat me on my back. I don't need a certificate. I don't need nobody to celebrate me. I don't need anybody to tell me I'm doing a good job. As a matter of fact, when nobody else is even paying attention, when nobody knows my name, when nobody's leading me to the front, I'm just trying to do my best to serve God. Amen. 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 Ministry. To the Lord. Yeah, Lord. He's serving the Lord. Uh, what a privilege. Yeah. Yeah, what a privilege Come on, to serve God. Yes, it is. What, what, a, what, a, what a privilege tonight, young people, that you had an occasion, an opportunity to fill a choir off and sing to the King of Kings. Amen. Amen. Sing to the Lord. What? What an amazing um, uh, opportunity yes, that you had a chance tonight yeah, to sit and stand in front of the altar yeah. and dance for the Lord. Amen. What, what, a, what, a, what, a, what, amazing, what an amazing privilege it is tonight that I have an opportunity to stand in this place and speak for the Lord. Amen. Y'all don't hear me. Amen. Do y'all know who he is? Amen. Maybe I need to remind y'all. Y'all ain't shouting yet. He is the creator of heaven and earth. He is the sustainer of everything he created. He is the one who took nothing, spoke into nothingness, called nothing on everything, and created everything we see. He is the omnipotent, omnipresent, ever-living, ever-transcending, all-powerful God. Amen. And the fact that he thought enough of us, in spite of all that we got wrong, the fact that he thought enough of us, in spite of how bent and broken we are, the fact that he thought enough of us to use us to serve him. That's why the psalmist says in Psalm 8, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man that thou visited him? But you have made him a little lower than angels. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. Oh, Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. He's serving the Lord. Yes, he is. And when you start serving the Lord with a genuine heart, yeah, where you're not trying to be seen, yeah. and you're not trying to get promoted, you're not doing it for people to look at you, Amen. but you're just doing it under the goodness of your heart, out of the gratefulness of what God has done for you, you are qualified then Amen. for God to speak to you. Amen. 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 And tell you something. Amen. Not only that, he's ministering to the Lord. But then, listen at this. He is seeking the presence of the Lord. Yes, he is. The Bible says that when 
Samuel is lying in his place. Yeah. <clears throat> Samuel has a room that he sleeps in. Mm -hmm. Look where Samuel, I mean, Eli has a room right. where he sleeps at. Mm -hmm. But look where Samuel is sleeping. The Bible says he's lying in the temple. That's right. Where the ark of God is. Amen. Amen. This is not just about a geographical location. This is about a point of destination for his heart. Because in the temple, there's a veil. Yes, it is. Yes, yeah, it is. Yeah. That separates the holy place yeah. from the holy of holies. Amen. And the ark of God That's right. is in the holy of holies. Yes, it is. Yeah. Samuel says, I'm not qualified uh -huh. to go beyond this veil. Amen. That's right. I can't get any closer to God That's right. than this point right here. Uh -huh. But this is what I'm going to do. I love God so much Preacher. that instead of going and getting my comfortable place of sleep, uh -huh. I'm going to make me a pallet uh -huh. right here on the floor of the altar. Amen. Because here's what he's saying. I really want to be close to him. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Some people come to church, but they don't want to be close to him. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. They, 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 they come to worship, yes. but they don't want to be close to him. Yes. In fact, if he starts moving a little too much, uh -huh. they start getting nervous. Amen. Because they used to church, uh -huh. but they ain't used to him. Uh -huh. <laughs> Amen. They, they used to the order of service. But they ain't used to him interrupting their order. So when God shows up, they start getting a little quiet. Amen. Amen. Because I come to church, uh -huh. but I ain't really trying to get close to him. Uh -huh. And here is a young man that decides to lay down as close as he could physically to God because his heart was with God. Amen. Amen. Uh, David said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. There's something about when God has your heart, we ain't got to beg you to come. No, you don't, God. When God has your heart, we ain't got to prompt you to praise. When God has your heart, you ain't checking your phone during worship. When God has your heart, you're not checking your watch to put me on a time limit while I'm trying to preach God's word. When God has your heart, say, I want more and more and more of him. Grandma would put it this way, just the closer. Walk with thee. Granted. Jesus yeah. is my plea. Daily walking yeah. close with thee. Let it be the Lord. Yeah. Let it be. I'm done, church. Yeah. Samuel goes back down there. He starts to speak up. Lord, your servant, your servant is listening. Uh -huh. And God tells him, I'm about to do something. That's going to rattle everybody. Yes. Uh -huh. 
What I'm about to do is going to catch a lot of people off guard. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, right. what are you getting ready to do? He says, I'm getting ready to remove All right. Eli. Eli. That's right. And his sons. That's right. Lord have mercy. That's right. You talking about a heavy message. Amen. Here's a man who's mentor, Mm -hmm. who's been a father figure. Amen. And now God is telling him, I'm getting ready. That's right. To remove Eli. Here's what the Bible's saying. If you learn to serve him. Amen. And if you Learn to seek him. Uh-huh. The good news is God will talk to you. Yes, he will. Not because he wants you to do something. But because he doesn't want anything to sneak up on you. Amen. 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 Lord have mercy. Amen. That's what I love about God. God ain't always talking to me. About what he wants me to do for somebody. Uh-huh. Sometimes God speaks to me. Amen. Just so I won't be caught off guard. Amen. By what's coming down the pike. Amen. Somebody here knows what I'm talking about. That Amen. God will begin to give you some type of inclusive, some type of classified information. So that when things start to go down, it don't catch you off guard. Amen. He already has made you aware. Why? Because you serve him. Amen. And because you seek him, he will reveal his will to you. Amen. Amen. Samuel finds out what's going on. Eli wakes up the next day and says, what did the Lord tell you? Samuel does not want to tell him. Eli says, if you don't tell him, whatever God says is going to happen to somebody else, it's going to happen to you. And he finally says, this is what the Lord says. The Lord says he's getting ready to deal with you and your boss. I don't have nothing to do with it. It just came from the Lord. Don't get mad at me. I'm just the messenger. It's not my message. I'm just trying to tell you what's about to go down. Uh, And tonight, young people... No matter how young you are, if you keep on serving him, if you fall in love with him, Uh God will speak to your heart. God will speak to your heart, not only about what he's getting ready to do, but God will speak to your heart about what he wants to do in your life. If you keep serving him and fall in love with him, you don't have to go through life trying to figure things out. The Bible says that the steps of a good man are ordered by God. If you keep on serving him, God will order your steps. God will take you places that your mind never thought of. God will take you places that people in wheel counts could not imagine. God will do something in your life that's exceedingly, abundantly, above Oh, you ask our thing. Amen. If you Amen. keep on serving him. Amen. How do you know, preacher? Right. How do you know God will do it? Right. Because I didn't start right here. Uh-huh. Right. Oh, no. I didn't have Reverend and Pastor right. attached to my name. Uh-huh. But when I was a little boy, preacher. just hanging around the church, hanging around. I just love 
to be in God's presence. Oh, yes, I did. It was something about coming to church that just set my soul on fire. It was something about singing to God that gave me a feeling that nothing else could give me. It was something about being in the presence of God. I could feel something on my heart, even though I did not understand what I was feeling, but I felt the presence of God moving down. I know God will speak to you. Oh, yes, he will. He will speak to your heart if you're serving. That's why you can't get tired of singing in the you quiet. Keep on singing. I don't care how old you get. You may be an athlete, but don't you get tired of ushering on the door. Keep on serving in the Lord's house. And keep on loving God's presence because God has a plan for your life. If you seek him, he will find him. Amen. 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 But I don't want to just talk about me. I got one more boy. Watchman. That I can talk about. Watchman. And I'm in my seat tonight. Yeah. Didn't mean to hold y'all this long. Preacher. But I appreciate your your patience with me. But there's one more. Yeah. His name is not Samuel. Uh And his name is not Otis Dion. No, it's not. But his name is Jesus. Preacher. And the Bible says that as a young child, yeah, he grew in wisdom in knowledge. Yes, that as a young child, he went back to Nazareth. Yeah. And when he got to Nazareth, he submitted himself to his earthly parents. Yes, as a young child, he grew in knowledge, worth, and favor with God and man. And at the age of 12, that same young boy went on a trip with his parents. And when they got to Jerusalem and everybody else was going back home, his mother and father looked around and said, have you seen that little boy? And they turned the caravan around and went back to Jerusalem. And after they searched the marketplace and didn't find the boy. And they searched every corner but couldn't find the boy. They finally stopped by the Lord's house. And they found that little boy sitting amongst the elders. And the Bible says that they said we've been looking all over town for you. And that little boy said, why did it take him so long to find me? Didn't you know I would be in my father's house now? Because I must work the work of him that sent me now. While it is the day now, because the night is coming when no man can work now. That little boy said, I must be about now my father's business. And that same little boy, he kept on growing. Yes, he, he kept on praying. He kept on coming to church. And finally, at the age of 30, he got up out the back of the church and came up to the front and took the soul of Isaiah stretched it out and said the spirit of the Lord is upon me 
for he has anointed me to preach the gospel. He took the scroll, rolled it back up, gave it to the attendant, and said today, this scripture is fulfilled in your presence. And that same boy without to the Jordan River, baptized by John, got out the water, and God started talking, said, this is my beloved son, in whom I'm well pleased. Do I have any help in him? I got to go home, but as I close, let me fast forward. He went through the wilderness, he healed the sick, he raised the dead. God kept talking to him. And finally, one Friday evening, they marched him up a hill called Calvary. They hung him high and they stretched him wide. He hung his head in the locks of his shoulder and he died on that cross. Do I have a witness here? He died. Until the earth started reeling uh, and rocking like a drunk man, uh, he died. Until uh, the sun refused uh, to shine, uh, he died. Until uh, the veil of the temple uh, was ripped in half, uh, he died. Until uh, heaven got satisfied, uh, hell got terrified, uh, and they took off the cross and placed him in a bar or two. He stayed there all night Saturday now. Stayed there all day Saturday now. Stayed there until the wee hours of the morning. But early Monday morning, he got up with all power in his hand. And now calling your name. I know you young, but if you are willing, say, here am I. Send me. I will go. Is there anybody here that don't mind serving him? If you don't mind serving him, why don't you wave your hands? If you don't mind serving him, why don't you say